Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I saw it, and while I enjoyed it for the comedic value, I did not share it. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm done. All right. You know what? I got to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to take a shit followed by a long, angry skeet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep the headphones on. <laughs> and the mic's going to stay open. <laughs> You're gonna hear everything. <laughs> uh, no. And then when you finish, are you okay? Was it was it weird that I started um, jerking off too? Is that weird? <laughs> do you want me to stay quiet or do you want me to keep talking? <laughs> I mean, I, I could say something. Step me out. <laughs> if we can speed this along, you know. <laughs> it's like I got shit to do. I mean. <laughs> Everybody to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Vargas. Here with me is my co-host, my cohort, my cohort and cohort. Uh, my your cohort in cohort in your hat. In my yeah, exactly. My my spiritual guider. <laughs> I feel bad for you. Yeah, I know, right? I got the raw end of that deal. <laughs> and my significant other. Well, I don't know about that. In a bro way. In a bro way. In a no bro homo. way. No homo. <laughs> Adam. Motherfucking Riley. So, what's up, Sue? Now chillaxin'. We... Chillaxin'. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I haven't actually told you that I heard that I heard the kid listening to a pod, our podcast. You did tell me. Yeah. So, well, I didn't get you all the details. But, like. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, you know, had, it was funny, too, because it was like, you know, we did the podcast Sunday night put it up on monday and i'm getting ready to go to work i get up on get up on metro get on it get on it and it's the first day i didn't take my ipod with me to work so i was just sitting there on um sitting there towards the back you know where the butt the the seats kind of turn sideways so you're looking in and um this other cat sitting next to me with his back against the window and he's has his phone like up next to his ear 
And I'm thinking like, that's a weird way to have a conversation. And uh, all of a sudden, I was just hearing like this, uh, which I thought was your voice. And I'm like, that sounds like Adam. So then I look at my phone because I thought, oh shit, maybe I, you know, pocket dialed you or something. And I'm sitting there going, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, I hear my voice and I'm like, what the fuck? And the kid's smiling and he's like 17. And, he's, and then I hear us and I'm like, holy shit, he's listening to the fucking podcast. And it was the one we had just recorded because we were talking about um, uh, the pregnancy test. And he's like, oh, oh, why is this wet? <laughs> I remember hearing that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this guy's listening to us. Uh, it was like it was corrupting it, young minds. I know. Exactly. He wasn't minding the explicit tag. No, he wasn't. <laughs> no, he so wasn't. our responsibility, I mean, our hands are clean. <laughs> exactly. So, fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah, cocksucking motherfucking prick. Um, it, it was funny, too, because like, I was just, I'm like, oh, wow, he didn't mind the explicit tag. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever he did. You should have le- leaned forward and went, hey. <laughs> you like He'd probably like, get away from me, weirdo. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, what my nephew said, he goes, I should have walked by him and said, you're welcome. <laughs> it just kept walking. <laughs> you should have, too. That would have been funny. He would have been like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? You're welcome. You're welcome. But do it in, like, that breathy voice. <sighs> hey, you're welcome. Get the like fuck that away kid, from you weirdo. Like that kid, from, that kid from fucking Hey Arnold that would always be in the back going... <sighs> <laughs> I used to love that show. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, real quick uh, recap from last week. Last week we told you about the uh, about Square Enix doing that uh, jailbreak fail uh, for anybody that bought the uh, was it the Dos X The Fall game and mm-hmm. your, jail, your phone was jailbroken. It wouldn't work. Uh, they We said last week that they were going to um, release a patch that would take that away. Uh, because you can actually buy legally a jailbroken phone. Uh, <clears throat> so this past week, they actually released the patch is now available. If you haven't played the game because of that, it is available. So it takes away the um, the jailbreak uh, DRM, I guess. <laughs> so you can actually do it. And plus, there's some uh, some improve gameplay improvements. But you can check all that out on thelazygeeks.com. I just wanted to. Because it was literally like right after the podcast, like a day or two later, they met, they actually released the update. So be sure to check it out. And if you're playing that game, why? It's <laughs> my question to you. Why? Seriously. Why? And um, oh, but I wanted to tell you this because I thought you'd like this one. So at my work, this girl comes in. She's like eight or nine, and she's she's fucking smart, but she's like she's one of those that. She knows when you're joking. She gives you like that, that that look of just like meh, but yeah. but she's always like you know she hangs out with you and she she she's cool and all that. She come does she come in and go hey go fuck yourself. She right? pretty much she would if, if if her dad wasn't around she would probably pretty much tell me go fuck yourself. But yet when she has anything she comes over and then talks to me. Um, but uh, we have this puzzle called the ISIS at our store, and it's like the hardest puzzle you can you can do. And uh, <laughs> uh, she's like what is this? And I go well this is uh. This is a puzzle. You have to try to figure out the combination to open it. If you 
think you have the combination, you press the blue button, it opens. If not, try again. She goes, what happens if I don't open it? I go, and it melts your face. And she looks at me and she goes, this isn't Raider, this is Lost Ark. What? And I looked at her and I'm like, your parents are doing this right. I would have been like, points, point goes to you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just like, what? And one of the coworkers looked at me like, damn. I was like, going, a nine-year-old just fucking said Raiders of the Lost Ark. I want to shake your parents' hand. You know, it's like parent, parenting, doing it right. And more importantly, school joke podcast. <laughs> you know, which... You know, it needs to happen from time to time. You know, it is what it is. You yeah, know what I mean? I, but I think we all need that at one moment of our lives somebody to lead on <laughs> we all need that little moment where fucking kids tells you how it is right and, you know but that i thought was cool so portal 2 yeah i beat portal 2 a couple days ago um i know i'm a little late as always <laughs> but uh Great, great game, of course. of course. One of my favorite series, Portal and Portal 2. Um, Gladys, although a bad guy, I I would... Um, I think that would be the kind of villain you would get Stockholm Syndrome from. <laughs> right? You know, yeah, because, like, I fuck I this bitch. And then halfway through the puzzle, you'd be like, you know, I kind of feel bad for her. Yeah. You know? it's not it's not evil just to be evil. Right. Yeah, you it's know, evil with a purpose. Yeah, there's a, there's a motivation to that, and I think that's what. And that of... purpose is science. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Mic drop. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> I do science for the sake of science. <laughs> um, but that that is uh, one of the great things of the summer Steam summer sale that I have. Uh... Oh yeah, that's where you where you got it, right? Yeah. So how much did you pay for it? Like five bucks. Jesus. Yeah. So all the games that I got, I didn't really get that many because I forgot it was coming up and I forgot to put money aside. <laughs> As I usual. Got, yeah. I got Torchlight 2, Portal 2, um, Just Cause 2. <laughs> I see a pattern. <laughs> right. Fallout New Vegas. Uh. Um. Did I get another? <laughs> oh, X, XCOM Enemy Unknown. <laughs> And I did download Dota 2, although that game is free. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, great, great sale. If uh, anyone plays PC games and you don't know about the Steam sale, you're doing it wrong. I know. Okay. Isn't it it's, end? Is it, or is it ending right now? It's over on the 22nd. So if it is currently the 22nd, which it will be, yeah. it's the 22nd. Today's the last day. Yeah. Um, but the I – I, I think I'm going to save up. I think I'm going to save up like 100 bucks next year damn and i'm just gonna buy everything <laughs> that looks good there's a lot of things on there you're like what well like, now, um, now that you have all a lot of new components for your computer yeah like prison architect what the fuck am i gonna buy that for um you can that's yeah, true <laughs> so well when prison architect is 200 percent more than i bought portal 2 for <laughs> come on come on so so our podcast was started a little late today because fucking Steve over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think a perfect segue from the Steam sale as to why he bought right games on the Steam sale. So I think I think I said this. I think you said this last know, week. Yeah, but I bought a new graphics card and um, 
I put a bigger hard drive in the computer. So, you know, I can I can actually play games. That was that ancient 2008 Radeon <laughs> car that wasn't wasn't doing it. Um, so, you know, now I'm I'm good to go. But it's a never-ending process with a custom-built computer. So now I'm looking at cases um, because my case deserves an upgrade. I have no USB 3.0. Well, I have them on an expansion card, but I don't have any in the case. And the front audio ports don't work and the power button sticks and you know, <laughs> sh- shit like that. Um, so it's like an I was, old fucking car. <laughs> yeah. So I was looking. It's like it's like a 70s Nova. <laughs> you know. Well, also, it's a, um, it's a good case. I mean, it's an Antec case. I thought you were going to say antique. Well, right. it probably is an antique. <laughs> no, Antec makes um, – I don't want to undermine the company because Antec makes wonderful cases. Um, and, and I like them because they make a lot of them that are a little understated for people that don't want uh, to signal the fucking <laughs> International Space Station with their computer. <laughs> right. Um, but also it's a, mid, it's a mid-sized case and I want to go to a, to a full – because um, I'm eventually going to run two graphics cards at the same time because I am a fucking beast at everything I do. <laughs> so And being poor, right. <laughs> it takes a few years to get all this shit going. Um, but yeah, just so we're looking for cases. So it'd be <laughs> Steve and I are talking, and he's talking about something, something else. And then I go, yeah, yeah. So this case <laughs> that happened like four times. I know that he's like, well, yeah, no, th- no, I get that. Yeah, the show, yeah, yeah, the show, yeah, that's fine. Um, check yeah. out this video for yeah. this case. <laughs> like, what? like, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I just don't care. So check out the. Uh... <laughs> yeah. No, I understand where your concern is. My concern though is this fucking is this case. case. Yeah. All right, get it right. Get it but right although the last case, the last case that you that you picked up on, actually looks that last case that, was dope. That last case so, was uh, that was made. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out right now. Yeah, I, I was I actually I was pulling up the message too because I'm like I'm gonna give a shout out. Let me see. It was the uh, the Cooler Master. Oh fuck me! Now I gotta a um the. H-A-F-X model. Yeah, the Cooler Master, which stands for high airflow. Um, full-size case. This thing's a beast, dude. Like it had, it's all tools-free, really. You can All your hard drives are plug-in, plug-out from the front. There's nine expansion bays. Um, all cable management built in. It's, it's ready for um, your hose management for a liquid cooling system. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> it's like this computer case was made by Aperture Science. Right. <laughs> That's who made the case. <laughs> I haven't looked at the price yet, which could dramatically change my viewing of it. Well, no, it, it just means that you just be like, ugh, you just have to wait. Ugh, now I have to save that much up. Exactly, exactly. Aperture Science. Do, 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 do. Remembering copyrights, my... <laughs> Um. Oh, it's it's two hundred bucks. Sure. Uh, that's not. That's not bad for what yeah. what it comes with. Right. Um. Well, we don't really need to carry on with this. So, <laughs> actually, but what I'm gonna do is, in case you guys are interested, I am posting on the Lazy Geeks Facebook page. Yeah. So if you want to check out the the hey, video, post that post that other one too of uh that fucking um V8. Cooler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get that, dude. When I get a new processor, that's gonna be my cooler. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll put that on right now. Uh, in case you listen to the podcast, this is what we were talking about. <laughs> All three of you. The dude from the bus. <laughs> the dude from the bus. Yeah, on the bus now. Uh, just hold up your phone because I'll probably be on the bus and, and then I'll know. <laughs> talking about so yeah and there was one that looked like a fucking v8 engine which the, was yeah it was a, it was a cpu cooler made by cooler master and if you look at the specs it's actually really nice it's not it has like three heat sinks like you could you could overclock it near processor or whatever but um yeah mm-hmm. so for those who don't want to go the liquid cooling route <laughs> well i mean why wouldn't you I don't know. Uh, man, I mean, maybe I'm just stuck in my ways. Yeah, they're the <laughs> that's that's the old way of thinking, dude. All these reviews, best case, best computer case ever, high airflow, great tower. This thing sucked my. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> in which case, I'm buying it now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like going to Amazon because I can do the zoom in on the pictures and look mm-hmm. at everything. Now we're not even talking. I know. Now, now we're just, we're just typing. like you're typing. We're looking at yeah, shit online. Uh, uh, but that's what that, that's what people tune in for. I mean, they don't really want to hear us. They want to. They tune in to hear our ambient noise. <laughs> They're like, you know, it's actually quite soothing when right. you listen to their ambient noise. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right. Well, um, I guess on that note, we should probably uh, jump into some news. Let's do it. All right. In TV movie news, Comic-Con was this last weekend. And, uh, of course, after the mega success of Joss Whedon's The Avengers, it was it was a major surprise when they announced the title of the upcoming sequel, The Avengers Age of Ultron. This is an all there in in an ultra teaser trailer for the upcoming announcement at uh, San Diego's Comic-Con, which was presented by Loki, which I thought was pretty fucking sleek. Yeah. Um, it was Iron Man's fist coming down on a classic helmet of Ultron. Uh, after seeing the headline and knowing nothing else, I was a bit concerned that they were going with the story that um, the story of the series that just ended, which focused on the character of Sue Storm and Wolverine, which is currently owned by Fox. Fortunately for me, they are not focusing on that storyline and are only similar in name only. Of course, with a title like that, you have to think that Hank Pym would be involved. Well, that is not going. Um, that is not going to be either. According to writer director, uh, according to the writer director, he is citing that Ultron's origins quote comes more directly from the Avengers we already know about. That would indicate to me that Tony Stark could be the creator of Ultron, according to his interview with Marvel after the panel. Quote quote quote. Uh, we're crafting our own version of it where his origin comes more directly from the Avengers we already know about, Whedon told Marvel. It is a bit darker than the other films because Ultron is in the house. This is a science fiction theme that wasn't there in the other one. Ultron is definitely something that evolves, so we're going to get together a couple of different iterations. Nothing can be translated exactly from the, what it was in the comics, particularly Ultron. Uh, we're doing our own version of the origin story for Ultron. In the origin, there was a Hank Pym, so a lot of people assumed that he will be in the mix. He is not. We're basically taking things from the comics for, for the movies that we need and can use. A lot of the stuff will fall by the wayside. A lot of the movie has to do 
with their place, not just in America, but in the, but in the world, Whedon said when asked about the scope of the film. Part of the fun for me, definitely this time around, is writing Hawkeye. He did get possessed pretty early by the bad guy and had to walk around all scowling for most of the movie. So now it's nice to actually have a character there and see him interact with the other guys. If you want to catch the full interview, you can actually check it out on the website, thelazygeeks.com, and see him and, and see Joss uh, actually answer a bunch of questions from fans. Um, another big thing, because it is Comic Con, and you know you kind of have to hit the big big news, is of course the one that had Adam and me kind of skeeting all over the place about the announcement of Batman Superman. What the fuck? Exactly. Do I oh. about lost my fucking mind. I saw it this morning too. I know. I was like I, I heard it yesterday. Like I heard like the rumors, like they said there was even gonna be like a flash solo film. That didn't that didn't pan out. But it was gonna be that Batman was gonna be in the new Superman. And if you guys listen to some of our other podcasts, we said that you have to have a Batman Superman movie before a Justice League movie. Yes. You had to. You had to. Yes. Uh, and I, oh yeah, we did say that, yeah. huh? Yeah, we said. Ooh, see, because we said that, you're welcome. Is why shit's getting done right. You're welcome. No, I mean it was the only logical <laughs> thing, like yeah. really. Yeah, because they were they they were the founders of the Justice League, and you need to have Batman and Superman working together in order to believe that it's going to happen. And we, yeah, we did talk about that in an earlier podcast. So, uh, yeah, and then uh, this article comes from The Verge. Uh, in announcement made at Comic-Con 2013, Warner Bros. will bring Superman and Batman together in the follow-up to this year's Man of Steel. Originally port- reported by the LA Times, the unnamed film set for release in 2015, y'all. That's going to be awesome. Avengers 2 and a Batman-Superman movie. Oh, and then the Star Wars movie. Skate! 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 <laughs> oh, my God. Skate! Uh, Uh, It will be directed by Zack Snyder. Henry Cavill will reprise his role as Superman for the new film, while the man behind Batman's mask remains a mystery. Director Zack Snyder revealed the news at a packed panel at Comic-Con with a teaser image showing the iconic Batman symbol overlaid with the Superman emblem. Uh, Quote, I'm so excited to begin working again with Henry Cavill in the world we created, and I can't wait to expand the DC Universe in this next chapter, Snyder said in a statement provided by The Hollywood Reporter. Let's face it, it's beyond mythological to have Superman and our new Batman facing off since they are the greatest superheroes in the world. According to THR, Zack Snyder and the and Man of Steel's David Goyer will write the script for the film. The Dark Knight trilogy director Christopher Nolan will serve as executive producer again. So, skate. <laughs> I know. Skate, 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 skate. Joyful skate, joyful skate. Joy, joyful skate, joy. Oh, no, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, oh. Yeah, when I, because I, I heard like a bunch of other news coming from Comic Con, like to talk about, you know, the new Godzilla movie where, you know, he's trying he's like he's taking it back old school it's going to look like the old toho films that was cool and some of the other news you know it's just them being there like the you know wolverine and uh, and and, you know hearing all that stuff so it was cool in that aspect but when i it was just like the avengers title threw me when i saw that last night and then getting the the details today i was like oh okay that's kind of cool because i was wondering how that was going to work but then when i saw the batman superman i was just like yes 
that was probably for me the big highlight of of, of the news that came out of Comic Con. That was yeah, that that's probably gonna remain yeah as the greatest news I've ever heard in my life. Twenty fifteen is gonna be fucking awesome, and and I'm really excited for that because you're gonna have everybody excited to see. Especially, and I, and I, I like, I dig the fact that they're going to use Ultron in the next uh, Avengers. Movie. I thought that was a good choice, and I really didn't see it coming either. No, you, you really didn't, because there's no, there was no indicators that that was going to be, and you never expected them to use Ultron. Yeah, he's, he's kind of up until recently, he's kind of obscure, kind of a, yeah. an obscure character. So that's kind of cool. So it, it gives people the sense of, oh, Ultron, that's kind of cool. I wonder what that's about. And it gives them gives them something to discover while watching it, but um, um, but then you know it, that's going to have its own kind of um, thing, and then you're going to have Batman and Superman in a movie together. I think I think that one is actually going to probably give the Avengers a run for their money as far as box office totals. Jesus, everybody wants to see those two together. <sighs> I'm telling you, dude. 2015, man. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Promise myself I wouldn't cry. I will fly out there just so I can give you a hug. Okay, I can use it. I really can. <sighs> I'm done. Okay, okay. so, news. <laughs> <clears throat> Moving on. No, seriously, I'm really fucking stoked about that. I know. So um, the five part... This Now all stories are lame. Yeah, <laughs> Um, the five-part live-action... shooting your load early. <laughs> I know. The five-part live-action series Halo 4 Forward Unto Dawn has scored an Emmy nomination uh, for the 65th Emmy Awards. The series is up against The Newsroom, Elementary, Vikings, American Horror Story, Asylum, and Da Vinci's Demons. Forward Unto Dawn was released last October with each episode releasing on a weekly basis until it ended on November 6th, the official launch date of the Halo 4 video game. The series saw 55 million views as of March. The success of, the success of Dawn could mean even more programming like it in the future, with the Xbox One's focus on programming and the already announced Halo series in the works for the console. I'm sure we'll see a lot more new shows as long as there is an audience for them. The Emmy, the Emmy Awards will air on Sunday, September 22nd on CBS. Before everybody flips out, <laughs> I just want to say what the Emmy is actually for. Yes. The Emmy is for best opening sequence. Okay. <laughs> Which still, yeah. not, not the most important Emmy in the world, but it's still an Emmy. But a lot of people online have been freaking, against Vikings? Against Da Vinci's Demon? It's not for best show of the universe. It's right. just for... Best opening sequence. So, calm the fuck down. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I know it's no Superman-Batman movie, but... Right. But no, still. Forward to Dawn was good. Like, I thought it was a good movie. A good, yeah. like, miniseries. Right. They did a good job with it, so... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is impressive at the aspect of... Impressive. That you, did, that, <laughs> that you have all of them, like... Like, that's part of it. Like, that's, you know, uh, amongst those particular groups. Exactly. So, you know, when you're when you, uh, a fucking little, a fucking Halo, you know, web series, basically, put up against that, that's, that's, that's pretty impressive. They gotta, they gotta kind of hang their hat a little bit on that and say, like, yeah. That's pretty beast mode. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, somebody right now is going, a little video. you just 
Beast mode. Just, just singing. <laughs> Join my life, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Well, a few days ago, it was announced that Rovio will be releasing their Star Wars Angry Birds 2 this coming September, which will focus on the prequels. Ooh. Uh, like the first game focused <laughs> on the original treaties. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be the meh trilogy. Um, I'm so over fucking Angry Birds, dude. Like, <laughs> it's still a good game, but it's like, damn, I've been playing it ever since my sp- I got my first smartphone. Like, let's I know. It. That was the first thing you downloaded on your first smartphone, you know? It's not even on my current phone. Like, yeah. Uh, if you thought that was the only news about the potential franchise, uh, the potential franchise, you would be mistaken. Yeah, uh, <laughs> last week it was announced that the original Angry Birds Star Wars game would be coming out to every console known to man. Yes, your Sega Genesis, your Pippin, all of that. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's right. Starting on October 29th, nearly a month after the sequel comes out, you can play the game on your Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Wii U, Wii, PlayStation Vita, and the 3DS. The Verge is reporting that you can play 20 exclusive levels, which are included in the retail release, along with co-op, um, cooperative and competitive multiplayer modes. This could be an um, overload for Angry Birds Star Wars, unlikely given that people will... Uh, we'll get this so they can have a new one on their phone and the old one on their console. Actually, I was really reaching on that one. I don't think anybody would really. I you probably buy it for the kids. Is all yeah. I'm thinking on this. No adult will. They you have it on your phone. It was free. Fuck it. Why why buy the game? Um, but yeah, well, it, that thing that game runs on everything. It would even run on the difference machine. <laughs> Difference. You ever heard of the difference machine? Vaguely, like I'm vaguely. 1822 was the year <laughs> when Charles Babbage proposed. Yes, I did pull this up. I'm not this smart. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> Wikipedia or the Z1, first programmable computer. Jesus, 1936. Christ. So you know, whatever. Mm. Beast mode. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's move on. <laughs> Valve's latest update of their uh, MOBA title, Dota 2, which is an awesome game, by the way, um, brings the game to Mac and Linux platforms. This brings the game to both platforms that its major competition, League of Legends, is on as well as Linux through their Steam. I wrote that wrong, so let me just just say it. Um, So now Dota 2 is on Mac, which League of Legends is on as well. But it's also on Linux, and League of Legends is not on Linux. Um, so they're going to give it through, obviously, Steam for Linux. Um, the Mac version requirements aren't very heavy, requiring Mac OS X 10.7, 4 gigabytes of RAM, 8 gigabytes of hard drive space, and a NVIDIA 320M graphics card or higher. The Linux version requires Ubuntu 12.04, dual-core Intel or AMD processor running no lower than 2.8 gigahertz. I love how the requirements for a Linux machine is more technical. Yeah. (laughs) Because you know people running Linux know that shit. Um, (laughs) My processor processor runs at 3.14 gigahertz. America. America. Uh, 4 gigs of RAM and 8 gigs of hard drive space. A NVIDIA GeForce 8600-9600 GT card or higher. And an OpenAI compatible sound card you probably have an open ai compatible sound card if you're running <laughs> Linux. just letting you know um this isn't the only thing that came with the recent update though with a few few game changes uh in there as well 
The update fixes some issues with the user interface, like adding automatic detection of GG calls, which stands for good game, in practice lobby matches and tournaments. There is now a tournament drop for early Roshan kills and a new Earthshaker model, as well as new effects, are available. There are a few gameplay balances as well, but it's so commonplace to constantly balance games like this, I'll leave them out of here. Um, if you go to thelazygeeks.com and search for Dota 2, you'll find this article and you can click on the link and see the full patch notes if you'd like. It's nice to see Dota 2 spreading out to multiple platforms, especially with some Linux love. Developer Valve, with their digital distribution service Steam, have been on the forefront of bringing Linux gaming up a few notches. This is yet another great title to enjoy. Dota 2 is the shit. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, League of Legends is way better because it's Dota 2 is too hard. As I agree, Dota 2 is hard. It's a steep learning curve, <laughs> but it's so much fun. Yeah, but but I, that's the problem is some people, like, well, I don't want it too hard. I want to be able to, like, beat it in, like, four hours. And you can't really... A good game doesn't let you beat it in four hours. Exactly. And, and like, any MOBA title... Because I've just... I've kind of been dipping my foot into MOBAs. Um, they're, they're strictly competitive games. So... And there's the argument online of which, which um, game's community is, is less mean, I guess... But it's really a mute point, or a moot point, mute point, a moot <laughs> point, um, because both of them, the, being so competitive and being that you're going to have a lot of younger people who are a little less experienced with expressing themselves properly um, on the games, there, there's going to be a lot of, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because there's a lot of, it's so team-based. Right. So it, you have your team of players, and if you have one person on the team who isn't playing their class right or it's just fucking off, then it screws the whole team up, and the match is like 45 minutes to an hour, and blah, blah, blah. Now, I've played a few matches. Me, I don't really come in. I might not be the most experienced player, but I always pour over, like, um, strategy guides and stuff for these kind of games, so I know what I'm doing when I come in. You know, and that kind of inexperience, most people are like, oh, yeah, it's actually better to do it like that, because it shows that you give a fuck. But I did run into a couple of players that just, like, walking around in circles, or doing melee combat when they're a ranged character, stuff like that. And I thought it was funny. No one else did. <laughs> they were like, what is wrong with you? So, you know, people just don't like to waste their time. Yeah. But it's fun if you're into that kind of competitive stuff. I watch a lot of the eSports stuff for it, too, on uh, Twitch TV and stuff like that. Nice. Just a little little peek inside of my life. You yeah. know, see what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, uh, for those of you that went to Comic-Con, Will Wheaton just posted a, a tweet, well, six hours ago, so... In the, li- in the life of that, forever ago. He said, Dear Diary, slept for 13 hours, have been awake for four hours, have not changed out of pajamas, post-CDCC recovery proceeding as planned. <laughs> <laughs> and also, for, for all of you that went to Comic-Con, I would like to say that I'm severely jealous and you can all go fucking die. <laughs> I was just going to go with fuck yourselves, but, you know. Adam, we, Adam, Steve, and I, Steve and I have two trips to plan. Another Comic-Con run, because that's happening again. Oh, yeah. And also, we got to do that Phoenix Comic-Con. Yes, we got to do that. Because I was watching a lot of videos and, and news, because I didn't go to it this year. And it's not that expensive to go. And it it, it looked like a good fucking time, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm, 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 I'm going to tr- – I want to try to plan going to at least the Phoenix one next year. And yeah. Maybe if we can run a San Diego. You know. But the year after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, so I, I'm not going to two cons. Jesus, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what am I made of money? I got to sell one of my kids. Well, which I'm, I'm willing to do. <laughs> okay, so. all right. As long as you had your priorities straight, we're cool. See if we can get more people to listen to the podcast and stuff. We could go to E3. Oh yeah. Press pass, bitch. <laughs> we'll be the yeah. most. We'll be the most fucking unprofessional Ghetto-fied. people. Ghetto-fied. Just, <laughs> I'm gonna come in like with a boombox. <laughs> And like a piece of cardboard so everybody could break dance. <laughs> We're gonna come in and go, Trenton. What the fuck? <laughs> That's the interview, you know? It's like... <laughs> no, it, when the year we go is you're gonna see people, like, they're doing the little presentation, and you're gonna hear, like, either of us in the audience, bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> While everybody's going, oh, we're going, lame! <laughs> Microsoft's gonna say something, like, next year. New games that are coming out for the Xbox One, they're going to say something like, this is the next best thing. And I'll be like, oh, like the Xbox One? <laughs> Boo! We're all going to have sideways caps and shit, you know? In the back. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Camera's going to go on us. We're just giving each other high fives. <laughs> Getting kicked well, out. <laughs> well, we, we decided to change that we're going to, that we listen to you guys and you'll hear us in the background. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't listening to a damn thing. They, I mean, they, they're dragging me out. I'm screaming. I fucking used to love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, moving into comic news. Uh, there have been rumors in the last several months about Marvel ending the world of the Ultimates universe. And at the age of Age of Ultron number 10, we found Classic Galactus made his way into the Ultimates universe, setting the stage for their new five-issue miniseries, Cataclysm, or Cataclysm, however you want to pronounce it, uh, The Ultimates Last Stand. There had been a rumor of stories bridging all three Ultimate titles together into one major event. The story will begin next in next month's Hunger miniseries from the Ultimates writer Joshua Hale uh, Falkov, Falkov and artist Leonard Kirk. Falco, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Falco, I know, right? <laughs> After that, we'll feature Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bragley um, on the November series. Quote, I think uh, this is what we think is one of the most uh, eventful chapters in the Ultimates universe since its creation, Bendis told Newsarama during an in-person interview at Comic-Con. The Ultimate universe is in real jeopardy, and there's going to be fallout. Ultimate Earth can be a dangerous place to live in for the average Joe. Uh, Marvel senior editor Mark Penikia said highlighting the stakes in the story most of eastern europe has been destroyed southeast asia is in turmoil and don't forget how rough the states have it in terms of real world phasing one could regard um, galactus as the <laughs> apocalyptic stimuli Ooh. this will be the second crossover for the main uh from the main marvel 616 universe to the ultimates universe since the 2012 crossover spider-man series which um uh, and this series, too, will focus on Miles Morales' Spider-Man. Uh, quote, unquote, quote, this is it. It's not, uh, it's not the form you thought it was going to take, Bendis said. But Miles is front and center w- uh, with all the Ultimates and all the heroes from Ultimate Spider-Man and Ultimate X-Men. Uh, and they're faced with, uh, faced with this crazy thing. Uh, it seems that Marvel has this plan for some time uh, with each of the three ultimate books have been working on their distinct story arcs 
which are leading into the events of the series. In traditional Marvel fashion, this there will the series will follow the aftermath of the event, which Bendis has coined a quote gigantic epilogue, and he equates it to Civil War: The Confession. To me, the day after is more interesting, Bendis said. Uh, even though rumors have been circulating that Marvel is bringing the Ultimates universe to an end, Bendis doesn't dismiss that fact. However, he leaves us with these words, quote, I know people are really worried about the fallout and what that means to the for the Ultimates universe, Bendis said, and they should be. It's pretty it's a pretty big deal. Now, I don't think they're going to end the universe, but this might go into a bit of a reboot, I think. I think they may want to try. It to, is the trend. Yeah, it it might be trying to bring it kind of closer to what people have been seeing and the movies because it's far removed from that. Like all the main characters, like Wolverine and Magneto, they're all gone from that, and it's all kind of a younger generation of um, you know superheroes and mutants and all that stuff. So I'm kind of on that uh, that idea that they're probably you know. Going you need, to, you need uh, a fucking, it. you need a master's degree in math to follow canon anymore. Yeah, you know. reboot and shit so damn much. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, but you know that Superman's like, oh wait, no, he ain't. That was like three canons ago. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, you I, never remember what's what. Oh, I know, I know. It's just fucking ridiculous half the time. So, I mean, you know, we'll we'll see what happens, but um. No, we fucking won't, because it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's weird that they bring Galactus, which so that should yeah. that should be interesting. I'm kind of curious how, you know, and it's classic Galactus too. Like if you go to thelazygeeks.com, you can mm. see their uh, you can see the um, the artwork, and it's Galactus like full old school heads he, um, headgear and nice. all of that. So yeah, so it's going to be pretty interesting. Yes. The power. <laughs> anyway. So th- this is technically a car. I couldn't find a comic thing, guys. Right. Slagging, man. So it's about an Injustice uh, video game thing. You know, there's comic book characters in it. So fuck off. If you have a problem with it, Steve. <laughs> Fucking lazy. Whatever, dude. The cool thing about Injustice. <laughs> the cool thing about Injustice Gods Among Us is the amount of possible DLC for the game. All they have to do is dig into the massive DC library of characters and bring them into the game. This is one of those times, and we're getting a major character this time around. Martian Manhunter. What? Will make the fifth <laughs> DLC character for the game. He was in the game, too. Like, he's a he's in the background. So if you, yeah. fight, if you fight in that... What map was it? Um, the Watchtower. If you fight in the Watchtower, he's just in the back watching. Yeah. Creepy, creepy fucking pedo eyes. <laughs> like the fifth DLC character for the game, Manhunter is the latest following the season pass lineup of Lobo, Batgirl, General Zod, and Scorpion. General Zod was bad, too. Yeah. Um, in the same announcement at Evo 2013, a new Jon Stewart Green Lantern skin will be making its way to the game as well, which is said to come with a whole new voiceover. Yeah, he wants a little nice. John Stewart. You want the whiny Green Lantern in the game. Yeah, I know, right? Enjoy yourself. Um, be sure to check out the Martian Manhunter video on thelazygeeks.com. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Who's he fighting? He's fighting somebody, and he fucking pimps it, too. Hold on. I'll check real quick. 
He's fighting. Stop kicking him for a second. Green Lantern. <laughs> and like he's him. not. He also he's not watching in the background, even though they're fighting um, at the Watchtower, because that would be one mighty oversight. <laughs> I know, right? Wait a minute. Hilarious. Like, is there two <laughs> cannon <Whoa>. breach? <laughs> oh, man. I know, right? It's just like, wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, going into tech news, this is a little lengthy uh, because I'm actually going to be splitting up amongst two articles. Last week in uh, Airtight, uh, we brought – we. Mm-hmm mentioned about T-Mobile offering early upgrades. Uh, And if you aren't familiar with that, check out last week's podcast. You can re-listen to that. Well, since then, which we all knew was coming, because T-Mobile offered a pretty fucking sweet deal on how to early upgrade your phone every six months. Uh, Verizon and AT&T offered their bogus... I mean, their versions of, uh, of, of plans on how to also get into raising um, raising how much money they're getting. I mean, allowing you to upgrade your phone. Uh, so... <laughs> just one too many play on words, and yeah. it's coming out struggled. Yeah. Just saying. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so with AT&T, and we've always said there's, if there's one consistent thing that we have said on the LazyGeeks.com is AT&T hates their customers. And uh, and the customers hate them. Really. Yeah, exactly. So the the feeling's mutual. Uh, nothing shows it more than their new next plan, which is their title of their early upgrade. After shortly after T-Mobile tr- um, changed the wireless market with their jump plan last week, AT and T has decided to fight back with a rather haphazardly way of looking at um, looking like they're trying to keep their customer base. Uh, the way this one works is that you. Uh, Instead of a flat $10 fee that T-Mobile offers uh, to partake in their uh, – I think it's their jump plan, AT&T is charging you somewhere between $15 to $50 a month depending on which phone you choose. So this is on top of your traditional monthly service. What? So now why this is a ripoff for customers is because in order to get a phone at a cheaper price, AT&T has to offer subsidies to give you the option to buy a Galaxy S4 for $199 instead of $620 retail. Now, um, in order for them to recoup those subsidy dollars, they are charging you the device for their tra- in, through their traditional monthly charges. Now, this is the way The Verge broke it down. So if you go with AT&T's version of it, AT&T says that the Samsung Galaxy S4 will have a monthly installment fee of $32 on top of your existing AT&T service fees, uh, which already includes the device's subsidy. So the exact amount of the subsidy is unknown because AT&T declined, declined to comment, but most industry estimates that it put it around 20 bucks a month. So those fees, so that $60 fee that you're paying um, – uh, your plan fee, twenty dollars of that is going to actually repay the device. That's why they want that two-year commitment from you. Uh, so now that you can get the S4 for one ninety-nine with the new two-year contract, even though it costs six hundred twenty dollars retail, after two years, AT&T would have collected six hundred eighty in the total device payments from you, and you get to keep the phone. So in <laughs> essence, you're paying forty dollars more <laughs> for the phone oh, now. To keep this going, 
Verizon has uh, come out with their version of it, and this is called Edge. Now, <laughs> Verizon's version is a contradiction in terms. Their plan allows customers to go with no con- the co- no contract option to pay for the full price of the device over 24 month installments. Very similar to what AT- uh, for what T-Mobile has. This is the difference. A- however, after six months, you are eligible to upgrade to a new device. However, you have to pay half the cost of the device to trade it in. Now, in reality, that means that after six months, you would only have to pay, um, you would only have paid off a quarter of the device. And if you wanted to upgrade um, in that, uh, if you wanted to upgrade, you would have over, um, you'd have, you have to be over the quarter to be eligible. But the most cost-effective way to do that would be to Upgrade after 12 months because by that that point you would have already paid off half the device. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make any sense to me. Is like, oh yeah, after six months you're eligible to upgrade the device, but you have to pay the extra amount to do so, as well as paying uh, paying the for the device. So there's between. <laughs> Uh, AT&T, in the end, both AT&T and Verizon fail to offer true value to the customer because, like, T-Mobile is saying, yeah, with both their plans, you're actually paying twice for their phones. Customers are paying twice for their phones. Right. Plus, you're paying your small fees on top of whatever you're paying out. So, like, for me, I'm paying about 90 bucks for just my plan. That means if I wanted to partake in, you know, let's say Verizon's deal... I would have to pay an extra – I think it's an extra – oh, no, no, no. I would have to pay a heftier um, deposit up front and then pay off the phone, which means that would be on top of – and I think it's an extra 20 on top of that. So I'm already pushing 110 just so I can be eligible to upgrade the phone in like a year. Yeah. That's fucking. That's all stupid. Like they're just yeah. trying to come out and get something from from T-Mobile. T-Mobile's got a good idea. Yeah, and that's the thing. So they the, um, customers have to um, have been vocal in their disagreement of having to wait 24 months to upgrade. Um, and wireless companies want to give us what we want, but at the price they will enjoy. So in the end, T-Mobile's upgrade option is the best one offered, and it would be the cheaper to wait two years and get your upgrade. Yeah, I and mean, you know it's just it's. It's ridiculous with what they've got going on, and and uh, if you go to thelazygeeks.com, you can actually check out um, my write-up about AT&T and why this one is kind of. I I saw the because the Verge actually did the math on this, and it, I I saw it to be <laughs> very interesting, and um, as well as Verizon's upgrade plans. So both of which are pretty much lame. And there's no uh, there's no real value out of it, mm-hmm. as usual. As usual. <sighs> Moving on. Hmm. I just think it's I, that whole story is fucked up. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Microsoft is slowly getting everyone accustomed to Windows 8 on their PC, and while there's still a large amount of people who don't like it for a variety of different reasons, I personally like the OS. For desktops and laptops, Microsoft still is top dog, no matter which version of their OS you're using. Right. Um, but the tablet market is a bit more complicated. Hmm. The Surface Pro, 
the version that features a traditional Intel processor and the capabilities of a normal computer is gaining a good amount of ground, especially with those that travel a lot for business and college students. The ability to run PC programs on a tablet, while not for everyone, has fit a niche quite nicely. Actually created a niche, then fit it. Um, (laughs) the, the The pro's little brother, the Surface RT, isn't faring as well. Microsoft has announced in its recent quarter four earnings report that the company has taken $900 million of loss on the RT alone. Jesus. Um, The Surface RT is costing Microsoft a large amount of money and what the company is for what the company is calling quote, inventory adjustments. Hmm? Um, That's a nice way of saying no one is buying the thing. While Microsoft themselves hasn't released any sales figures, IDC uh, worked out the quarter Quarter one numbers for total surface sales, pro and RT, as being under a million. So keep in mind that's the first quarter. So we're already on quarter four. Um, as being under a million, the Surface Pro took the majority of those sales, which is funny because it's the more expensive one. So Windows RT runs on an ARM processor, which is commonplace for for the tablet market. Being a mobile processor, it's limited to running a mobile OS. This is where Windows RT comes in. Being a stripped-down version of Windows 8 while retaining the same look and feel, including the traditional desktop, it's limited to using apps from Microsoft's own app store and cannot run traditional software. The RT model is Microsoft's answer to the iPad and even comes with Microsoft Office 2013 installed out of the box. The Pro, even with a higher price point, is a much more attractive unit. Speaking of price point, the Surface RT did receive a significant reduction of $150 from its original price. That brings the 32-gig version of the six... (laughs) That brings the 32-gigabyte version and the 64-gigabyte version to $349 and $449 MSRP, respectively. The RT might be a bit more attractive with a cut in price, but the Pro is the clear winner here. Time will tell if the RT version on... The RT version of the Surface will stick around or if the stunted OS will only be seen on third-party units in the future. So the problem is now, and now it's a significant problem. So they dropped the price of the Surface RT. So people are going to go, people not only are going to go, it's cheaper, so what's wrong with it? Because that's what people do now with technology. You just dropped your price $150. People aren't that stupid. They're going to go, oh, it's cheaper now, I'm going to buy it. You know, th- right. there's going to be people that are going to go, what's wrong with it? And then people are going to go, yeah, but still, if they're lowering the price, then how m- how's that app market going to turn out? Because are you, are you going to invest as much money as you currently are in the app market? Yeah. Because it seems like it's a sinking ship. So I think the Surface RT is going to go out the window. The Surface Pro is legit. And that's perfectly fine. You know, but the R- I don't know. I don't know about that RT, baby. Yeah. That was like hefty, dude. Like I saw that, I was like, "Holy shit!" Nine hundred million. What the fuck? Yeah, that's a lot of money, dude. That is shit. Well, what are you? What you gonna do when they come for you? <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. Uh, oh man, but yeah, I mean, they have a. It, they've have really been quite forthcoming about how much they actually sell on that stuff and which means they don't want anyone to know yeah because if they were telling you that means they're proud of it 
Yeah, and now they're like, oh yeah, that's the way it is. You know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but you gotta remember too that, like, for me, it, people can sit there and sit like, oh yeah, fucking Microsoft, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's they waited too long to get yes. into this market. Yes, they Everybody did. that came out with it saw what Apple did and wanted to to do the wait and see game and see how Apple can do it and if there would be a market for it. Problem is is that in technology you can't wait that long. You need to fucking jump in, baby. Yeah, and the fucking thing is is that I mean fucking Kindle, I mean fucking Amazon did the Kindle Fire before fucking Microsoft even um showed there. So, you know, it's just like, dude, come on. Yeah, so I, I in what this are you doing? seriously, you know, it's just like uh, it's almost kind of like it's not quite that bad. I mean, nine hundred million is still a lot, but it, I don't think it's reached that level of BlackBerry Playbook. Oh. But well, BlackBerry didn't have that that much money to lose anyway. Exactly, and they also didn't have that big of a base by that point. So, you know. We'll just have to kind of wait and see what happens after this. Basically, what we're trying to say is nobody gives a fuck about uh, <laughs> BlackBerry. <laughs> so, you know, just, just want to throw that. It out. is what it is, you know. You know, it is what it is, and it is what it ain't. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right on. It's the way it is, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As we do each and every week, we find the company, person, or entity that does something that simply reeks of douchebaggery, and they become. The Lazy Geeks Douchebag of the Week. Mm-hmm. So, in relation to the story that I gave earlier about basically everybody trying to compete with T-Mobile, um, I found this chart, and this I, I kind of wanted to just like basically a little bit of reiterate of what we were talking about of just how AT&T's Next Plan and Verizon's Edge are trying to compete with T-Mobile. And they can't because of the fact that they're you're literally in some instances almost paying twice as much for what you have just so you can get an earlier fucking upgrade. And there's a chart on the Verge, and, and I'm going to kind of read it to you now just to kind of break down how much you're actually spending. So the model that they're using is basically for two months uh, – two phones for 24 months. Now, for T-Mobile's jump, down payment is 150 bucks. For AT&T and Verizon's, there's zero cost. Uh, however, for Verizon, the customer pays the first month month's payment at the time of upgrade. So, with the what their plan fees for 12 months, T-Mobile's is 120. But next uh, for AT&T, Nextel, AT&T and the Verizon fuck? are zero. How much is Altel's plans, homie? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, but service fees, this is where it gets crazy for the individual lines. For T-Mobile, $60 over 12 months, you're paying out $720. For AT&T service plans, $119.99 times 12, you're paying out Verizon, $100 times $12, $1,200. Now, for hardware payments, with AT&T, you're actually paying $240. And this is where they get you with uh, with AT&T and Verizon, is you're paying $384 for AT&T and $324.99 for Verizon. 
there's no bonus on AT&T Verizon, but they give you an accident plan on T-Mobile. Now, for the new phone trade-in uh, for AT for uh, T-Mobile, it's 150 bucks trade plus the trade-in phone. Now, AT&T and Verizon don't charge you for anything, but when you combine the fees over uh, from the second year, you're adding about 1,080 for T-Mobile, 1823.88 for <laughs> AT&T, and for Verizon 1524.99. So here's the final breakdown. Over the course of that two years, for T-Mobile, you spent basically almost little less than $2,500. For AT&T, you spent over $3,600, and for Verizon, you spend just a little over three grand. While you are paying more up front with T-Mobile, you're actually saving more in the long term because they're not hosing you in basically the service fees, and that's what they're getting you at. Um, and the reason why T-Mobile sounds better is because they got rid of the subsidies. They got rid of all that, so you're just literally paying for the device itself. Yeah, and, and, they, and, they got rid of the bullshit, yeah, basically. Yeah, they they got rid of it and said, yeah, you pay off the device of the plan. And what was one of the big things that we kind of got into early on is when we were saying that this was a bad idea. Uh, because what they were saying is, oh, you're contract free, but you have to pay off the device. Um, however, when you put it in part and parcel with the other two uh, companies and what they're trying to do, no, they're saying, oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 you you got to – you can do this, but you're paying more in the long in monthly, where you kind of think, well, I don't have to pay more for the device, so, and that's what most people want. And from their article, the bottom line that um, the bottom line is, if you're upgrading your phone twice a year every year, you could save big money using AT and T's Jump or even Verizon's Edge. AT and T um, next limits you to upgrading only once a year. But buying new phones at um, at this clip is very expensive hobby, and now top tier devices don't even come out that often. With the more um, with more likely scenario, one phone per year, you'll stand to save a little to nothing by opting for any of these characters' new upgrade plans. When you consider the resale value of your old phone, and if you don't upgrade every 12 months, you'll be racking up huge charges for no reason whatsoever. Ultimately, the uh, most anybody uh, most Everybody is better served by sticking with their traditional cell phone plans and buying a phone at full cost when you can't take um, that old uh, old smartphone any longer. Um, it's best then to think of these upgrade plans as extended payment plans that take advantage <laughs> of customers who want the newest phones and want to pay little upfront by char- uh, by charging them massive fees as the months roll by. So there's really no deal to it. That's funny. Yeah, and. And, you know, and the thing that happens is just the fact that, yeah, people want that. People want, well, I don't want – and this comes on by the iPhone thing. Yeah. It it really was sparked by the iPhone because of the fact that you had an iPhone sometimes coming out, you know, once a year, every year, and people didn't want to wait two years because they had to have the newest iPhone. Um, And then other phones got into that market because, oh, people are buying this, but – that was the thing. You didn't need to buy it every year. And I think people are slowly starting to realize, well, iPhone – like especially what happened with the Samsung S3. Well, the iPhone didn't really change. It just got longer. I'll go with the S3. But that's what I never understood about um, – like they all do it. 
But but when you think about it from an Apple perspective, because Apple only has one goddamn phone. <laughs> they don't have a bunch of phones. So for them to come out with a new phone every year is stupid yeah. because they know that everybody only gets up, upgrades every two years. Now, there's going to be a, a, a big chunk of people that are going to have enough money and they're going to buy a new one anyway. Right. But you'd think they'd make more money in the long run if they came out with new phones every two years. Not only would it kind of give everybody that chance, oh, I got that upgrade, baby, I'm going to I'm gonna get a new iPhone, but also it gives them a longer development cycle to actually put interesting shit in the phone. Right. You know, because the iPhone 5, look, the iPhone's a good phone. Right. I hate Apple. That's a personal choice. It has nothing to do with the quality of their devices. Right. But the iPhone 5, really, 4G, which everyone already had, and it's longer now? Come yeah. on, guys. You know, what are we doing? Yeah. Well, Dude, don't I, just come up with a phone for the sake of coming out with a fucking phone. You well, know? I mean, I could understand the concept of coming out with a phone every year. But here's the thing, because every year somebody's two-year contract comes up. And I, right. I get that. I understand that. So if you have an iPhone – let's say you had the iPhone 3GS um, and then you missed the iPhone 4, but you, the iPhone 4S came out. Okay, you upgrade to that. That makes sense. And then somebody with the original iPhone gets the iPhone um, 4 at 4. I understand that. And but the thing is, is you're going to have to at some point make it worth people's while if they're going to go from year to year. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that if you and and some of those people, and this this is the fault of some people, of uh, they have to have the new one regardless. Even as oh yeah, they put a new antenna in it. Oh, well, I gotta have that now. You don't. And though the people that go with this plan are gonna be those idiots, right? That that don't want to. They rather get it now, paying as little upfront as possible, and then realize later, God, how much am I actually spending on my <laughs> on my uh, on my phone bill? And because uh, like for me, the iPhone four, I um, mean the, the iPhone, the Galaxy S four came out, and like you and I talked about it, it, it basically was all these bells and whistles. That was basically them saying, "Look what we can put in our phone," you know. And, mm-hmm. and if you didn't have a three, then you could get the four S. It makes right. sense, you know. But because uh, like my my brother hates his iPhone four S, he hates it. So now he's going to – he's looking at getting – I think he comes up – his contract comes up this year, and he's looking at possibly getting the S4. But at the same time, he's like, well, would I be better with the S3? And I go, well, the S3 is a little more basic. The 4S, you can pretty much you know, land a dro- uh, drone on an aircraft carrier with this phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's oh, what is it? The you talk about the S four? Yeah. And fucking uh, at my job, it's a computer tech, like a lead computer tech, and I'm I'm uh, I'm trying to see if this customer's um um shit Blu-ray player works. He says the Wi-Fi was out, so I'm hooking it up, but I don't have. He didn't bring the damn remote, no. so I'm like shit. I can't fucking do anything because you know it's nothing has buttons on anymore. Right. A power button. That's it. So. I go, hey, man, do we have a, a Sony remote kicking around? He goes, no. I mean, I could do it with my phone. And I'm all, okay. Nah. Literally two seconds, his phone was hooked up. <laughs> I'm like, this motherfucker. I mean, that's some shit. Dude. Yeah. Like, Samsung, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's other devices that can do it, but Samsung's killing it, dude. In phones right now, they're killing it. They're making, they're making Apple look dumb. Yeah. Like in a lot of a lot of different ways. Yeah, they definitely are. 
Yeah. I mean, and I love every fucking minute of it too. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> every fucking minute of it. Oh man. All right. Well, uh, not to beat that, you know, beat that dead. Um, really quickly, we'll move into some site comments this week. We have uh, Miscellaneous Soup, who had uh, who left a comment on my details of Days of Future Past, which actually. Gave out more plot points that the 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 focus of the story is actually going to um, rely mostly on Wolverine going back in time as opposed to Kitty Pride in the in the comic. And I said it was kind of interesting to bring Wolverine back to an X Men movie since he has his own movie already out now. Um, she replied, uh, or they replied, <laughs> genderless. Uh, they replied right. with, "That sounds very different than the comics incarnation. The movie still sounds interesting, but I would have preferred a bit more Kitty centric." Um, yeah, but the thing is too is that in the movie universe, when you're dealing with millions and millions of dollars, you're going to bring right. someone that maybe has a little more clout in the X Men universe, like Wolverine. I mean, yeah, it's it's cool, you know, Juno play Kitty, but. I don't know if so many people would be that into, because you got to remember too, this is not a, this is popular in the comic book world, but not, you know, in. The, yeah, the, you got to think the big picture. I mean, I remember when um, Kitty Pride was in that movie. A lot of people that I talked to who aren't comic book fans, they had no idea who Kitty Pride was. Yeah. Like they just, they, I would always hear, oh, that chick that walks through walls was pretty cool. Yeah. But they don't know who she is. Right. You know, so you always have to think about that when you're taking it from – just like comic books are so detailed and, and have history and when you're into it, you're into it. Yeah. But when you take that to a movie form, movies are so short and, and just very deliberate in their storytelling that you have to not use that character that was only in a three-fucking-issue run right. <laughs> that yeah. we all we might all know about, but the rest of the, the rest of the people on the planet don't. Exactly, and especially yeah. when you're dealing with a character that wasn't properly developed exactly. in a movie, you're not going to... And then you're just making up shit anyway. Right. Yeah. And uh, last one is by Jacer Das on my, uh, on my uh, article titled, Verizon Could Be Ubuntu Smartphone's Potential Launch Partner. And his quote was, I like the article, but fix the ti- but please fix the title. Look, my, motherfucker. My answer is no. <laughs> no, actually, I actually fixed the title. Oh, you did? Yeah, because I spelt Ubuntu wrong. Uh, it was just a miss, you know, yeah. fingers were going too fast. So I um, I fixed it. Yeah, you know, I mean, sorry, Jesus. Yeah, it's whatever. He probably thinks this fucking asshole doesn't know anything about Linux. You can't even spell shit. <laughs> Fuck Au you. Contra- <laughs> Au contraire. Uh, all right. Oh, well, wait, 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 wait. I had something to say. So um, I decided today I wanted to test out the Windows 8.1 update. I am not doing that on my main (laughs) machine. Um, So I'm actually going to run Windows 8 in a virtual box within my Windows 8 OS. It's like a mirror looking into a mirror. Um, But I'm going to update to 8.1, the preview. Mm -hmm. So we'll be talking about that next podcast. Nice. All right. That'll be cool. Um, All right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you to check out the website, thelazygeeks.com, where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Also, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network on either iTunes or via the website, where you can get all our podcasting content, including the In the Ink, 
podcast, Lazy Ring of Death, and the Cinephile podcast, which will have a cine- brand new Cinephile podcast for you Thursday. Uh, like us on Facebook and add us to your circle on Google+. Follow us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks, or you can follow me at TLG Stephen Vargas, no spaces, or Adam Riley over there at TLG Adam Riley, no spaces. Uh, the Lazy Geeks theme is provided by Kevin McLeod, so be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast, like we did today. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember, we're thinking, so you don't have to. So until next week, a peace out. <laughs> Come on.